0: What's up, guys? Brett apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks for you on the Mayo Media Network. <clears throat> Got UFC 260 this week. Miocic versus Ngannou 2 should be an incredible fight. Uh, the rematch, got some great prize pools across the industry. Of course, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. As always, please like the video, comment below, really helps us out. And not just for MMA content, there's PGA, NHL, soccer, everything you could want on the Mayo Media Network. We also got the Dogger Pass podcast with Paul Shaughnessy, Cody Safdick, which has already come out. Mad Labs main event breakdown, and here are the quick picks. I'm going to give you my my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week. I think I gave out like six or more picks um, last week. Some of them came through, some of them did not. I'm not going to fully recap recap that one right now just because I honestly don't remember every single play that I gave out. But 10 fights on this slate um, should be an exciting one and I have four more picks for you on Saturday. Let's start off with my cash game play of the week. This is going to be a weird one, a very weird one, a very non-traditional cash game play for me. It's going to be Alonzo Menefield at 8.1k. Menefield is a boomer bust fighter. In the sense that when he does not win by early knockout, he is not going to end up on the optimal lineup. He simply doesn't wrestle enough. He doesn't land enough significant strikes. So that's why this is not necessarily a typical cash game play for me. However, he was supposed to take on William Knight. The pair are priced at 8.1k, but similar to last week with Tuivasa, uh, William Knight pulled out of this fight. So Menafield got a short notice opponent by the name of Fabio Charant. Menafield is now minus 290 to win, and he's still 8.1K. So Menafield is a true elite value play on this slate, and I think you're going to need to play him in cash games. He's just too difficult to pass up in cash games, especially when minus 290, that's competitive with the, the best favorite on this entire slate. Sean O'Malley's only minus 320. So Menafield at minus 290 in a fight that is... Let's see, minus 245 ends inside the distance. Menafield is also going to have one of the best inside distance lines on the entire slate. He has tremendous upside, typically geared toward tournaments. I think he's going to be very, very popular in tournaments. But at 8.1K, with that massive value, um, you need to be aware of this fighter. And I do think he makes sense just to plug and play in cash games. So Alonzo, Alonzo Menafield... Um, over Fabio Chirant, that is going to be my cash game play of the week. Next up, my tournament play of the week. Um, I'll give you, I guess, I suppose a more sneaky, sneaky target, not, not necessarily a super obvious play. Let's go with... Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov at 9K, taken on, friend of the show, Jared Gooden. Uh, Nurmagomedov is minus 240 to beat Jared Gooden. I think a lot of folks are going to pay up for Sean O'Malley, which is fine. I like O'Malley and Vincente Luque, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Nurmagomedov is not very trustworthy. He's only fought once in the UFC and he lost by submission to David Zavada, who's not a great talent and he is not he's the cousin of Khabib but he doesn't have the same um, elite skill set necessarily however I do think for Nurmagomedov to win this fight I think it's going to have to come by grappling and potentially by grappling domination he is a wrestler his goal is to take you down hold you down for 15 minutes and win by decision. That's generally what he does, and that's what he tried to do in his UFC debut, but he lost by submission from the bottom. His opponent, Jared Gooden, much more of a striker, um, has had weaknesses on the regional scene, on the mat, so that's where Nur- Nurmagomedov is going to have an advantage in this matchup, theoretically, on the mat. And just most importantly, for Nurmagomedov to win, I think he's going to need takedowns, lots of top control, significant strikes or non-significant strikes. Standing with Gooden is not going to go well for him. If he stands with Gooden, he might get knocked out. And I think if Gooden wins this fight, it probably comes inside the distance. But at 9K, Nurmagomedov is... Being a grappling-dependent fighter, we've seen just how well grappling-dependent fighters score in victories on DraftKings with this new scoring system. He needs takedowns, top control, everything. As a minus 240 favorite with a decent inside distance line, he's my tournament play of the week. I think he's a decent pivot off the more popular fighters in Luque and O'Malley. Let's move on to my salary play of the week. It's gonna be Jillian Robertson at 7.4K. And I believe I talked about her in this matchup a few weeks ago when she was originally scheduled to take on Miranda Maverick. So apologize if I'm repeating things that I've already said, but it was a few weeks ago and not everyone watches the same videos. And she's actually cheaper in this matchup now than she was, um, When the fight was first scheduled robertson is only 7.4k as a plus 140 underdog to miranda maverick and what i like about robertson apologize for being repetitive she is a grappling dependent fighter she needs takedowns top control or a submission to win that has been her entire career. It's not gonna change here. She is going to die on the sword trying to get takedowns or get this fight on the mat. And she's facing an opponent in Miranda Maverick who's a good prospect, a young prospect, a fighter who may be a threat in this division, but we just don't have that much data on her. And in the regional scene, she did struggle a little bit with takedowns and she was you know, put on her back and mounted, things like that. So I'm not certain that Maverick is ready for this level of grappling she might be and i think maverick's a good tournament play but for 7.4 k i think you need exposure to jillian robertson on this slate because when she wins she's almost certainly going to end up on the optimal lineup and she's only plus 140 to win and you look at her scoring uh 98 97 106 110 92 and 94 and that 94 point score was her most recent score that came in a decision. So she does not even need to win inside the distance. But if you're looking at the inside distance line, she's got a better inside distance line than Maverick anyway. Plus 285 to win inside the distance for Robertson. That would come by submission. Maverick only plus 350. So you're getting a solid value here in Robertson who may not win this fight 50% of the time but is certainly live to win. And when she wins, it's gonna come from a grappling heavy game plan, which scores so well on DraftKings to the point that she will end up on the optimal lineup in a victory. I cannot pass that up at 7.4K. You don't need to be all in on her, but she's definitely a strong salary saver and she will be my salary play of the week. Finally, moving on to my fade of the week. Um. Okay, so truthfully, I don't actually think I don't actually want to give out a fade of the week because I don't think any fighter priced highly, you have to fade. Um, there's only 10 fights on the slate. Pretty much every fighter is viable. I'll give you two options, um, who I'm maybe not as high on as the public. The first one being Omar, Omar Morales taking on Shane Young Morales is 8.7 K. And this, this is very simple. I mean, Morales is typically a low-volume power striker. He's fighting an opponent who was knocked out in the first round, so he's capable of maybe duplicating that, but that is really the only way that I see him ending up on the optimal lineup at 8.7K. He just does not throw enough strikes. He's fought in the UFC three times. He's gone to decision all three times, and in those three fights, he has landed... 32 63 and 34 significant strikes that is really towing the line on not being not being active enough to win rounds in the ufc he's not really a wrestler so in my opinion we're gonna need a knockout from omar morales his inside distance line is not out yet but the fight as a whole is minus 210 to actually go the distance so he's not going to have a great individual inside the distance line You can play him. Like I already said, you don't have to fade any fighter on the slate. There's arguments for him, especially being that Shane Young was knocked out in his last UFC fight. But I hate relying on fighters so dependent on winning by knockout early when they just don't land that many strikes in general. So Omar Morales is a a fade of the week candidate. Another candidate I'm going to give out that may surprise you is Vincente Luque at 9.1K. I... In a similar sense, I do think he probably needs a knockout to end up on the optimal lineup. Uh, Unlike Kamara Usman, who's an amazing wrestler and one of the pound-for-pound best fighters in the sport. Unlike Colby Covington, who's an amazing wrestler, one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the sport. Unlike Gilbert Burns, who's a phenomenal submission grappler. Vincente Luque doesn't really have a wrestling grappling background. He can grapple a little bit, but Woodley is not going to be dominated in those areas like he was in his past few fights and so this fight should play out at range at least from luke's perspective and yeah he typically lands strikes at a high rate we've spoken about this many times even if luke goes out there and lands 120 significant strikes in a decision that's not even going to score you 80 points so we pretty much need a knockout here there's a chance that woodley is extremely shot and luke is aggressive and you know, hurts him quickly. You know, I've been very down on Woodley throughout his career, and I'm certainly not high on him in this spot either, but, you know, Luke absorbs six strikes per minute as well. I'm not convinced he's going to be so active. I'm not, it's only three rounds. It's not a typical five round fight for Tyron Woodley. I just don't know that, Luke is so likely to win by knockout and that's how he's going to end up on the optimal lineup. And the inside distance lines kind of agree with that sentiment. He's only plus 175 to win inside the distance. So, theoretically, you can make a case that Oshaun O'Malley is the better play, Naraga Madeup's a better play, Maverick's got high upside, I think, and then you got other knockout based fighters like Francis Ngannou, Worthy, Omar Morales. Um a couple will come through, but I think because Luque is going to be very popular on the slate, there's at least an argument to make to be underweight to the field on him. So Omar Morales and Vicente Luque, not true fate of the weeks, but uh, those will be my fate of the week candidates on UFC 260. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. I uh, really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, guys. Like the video and comment below. Let me know who your favorite DraftKings play is on the slate. Always look forward to reading those comments. Uh, follow me on Twitter at right, double T, double P, DailyFanMMA.com for all the DraftKings breakdowns, projections, rankings. We have betting content, everything you need to help you win money uh, gambling on the UFC this weekend. and. and Until next week, best of luck, stay safe, take care, talk to you soon, peace.